Blog Talk Radio. Frontier Beyond Fear broadcast. I'm Susan Larison Dance, and today is Wednesday, October 26, 2022. And today, as is traditional on this date when this show began, I am spontaneously honoring the 12th anniversary of this show, which is likely one of the oldest remaining shows on Blog Talk Radio, where it began and where it airs live, and it's now on other syndicates as well, which I appreciate, where it airs as a podcast, and this program has evolved over the years. It started out as a um, reflective, rather spontaneous program, um, growing out of other writings at that time. And then it flowed into a wide array of guests in the spiritual community. Many of the programs have taken an open-minded, open-hearted view towards research, towards looking at spirituality and science, towards considering what science actually is, which is the pursuit of truth, borrowing um, somewhat lightly from the movie Contact, where spirituality and science both have as their goals the pursuit of understanding reality. They are not at odds with one another. One can explore the other. It just requires being open to what is real. Often science is confused with materialism, which is a paradigm in science. And I found it very interesting that that term is coming up more and more. And it's one, um, you know, it seems like it's just kind of arising spontaneously in more than one place. And yes, I do have a scientific, logical background and, um, you know, a master's degree. Um, I have a math degree. I have a computer science degree. I have worked in scientific applications. And I have considered many, many things, including what's now becoming much less fringe, which is honestly and realistically considering life beyond the earth. 
So tonight, as this show normally does not air at night, and it's rather unusual, it used to sometimes air at night, um, I am going to revisit, and you will find that this particular lens will open up to all of these explorations that I just noted. I am guided to once again explore through the lens of 1 Corinthians 13. That's how this program began, and it has returned to this theme. And every time it does, the program is different because this is a spontaneous exploration. I have no notes, and if we go over the 30 minutes, um, which I typically allot to the show live, then you can listen to the rest in the podcast. So we'll see how long it goes. Normally, this program airs live Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific and 4 p.m. Eastern on Blog Talk Radio. And you can also find the podcast in a few different places. And you can go to the main website, FrontierBeyondFear.com, to learn more about that and the history of the show. So welcome. If you're here live tonight, Um, I think some of you may be hearing this type of exploration for the very first time because it becomes very expansive, as you will see. Okay. First Corinthians 13. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. In today's world, and really in the entire history of the planet, we can often find ourselves speaking far too quickly, without thought, without heart, and not in the space of love. The world perhaps has never needed love more than this moment. We have often felt that we stand on the brink, and right in this moment, we are standing there once again. And for us to navigate through these times, the, the warlike impulses, the dysfunction, the division, love is the only answer. And we are inseparable from unconditional love itself that is infinite that we can't even begin to imagine in its scope. We are inseparable from love, and we can find that space within our hearts. Often one might say that hate is the opposite of love, but the real opposite of love is fear. All the other dysfunction arises out of fear. 
all the misunderstandings, all the labels that we tend to so rapidly put out into the world. Love is where we need to be. Verse 2. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but have not love, I am nothing. All of our spirituality, all the things that reduce spirituality to some dark and sterile, loveless law. All of those things that seek to misconstrue science as if to say that science can have nothing to do with love. What could that have to do with love? And so what we do is we strip our spirituality down to the bare bones so that we can hardly even see the love, and we make ourselves victims, often, of worry and fear. Fear of thinking the wrong thing. Fear of saying the wrong thing. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. That's fear. It's much greater. It's much more mysterious than any of those stark ways of looking at what is in essence the expression of unconditional love and compassion. We need not be ruled by some sterile approach by those who feel that that's science. And that that's how we have to proceed. There are mystical elements to what is real. And those mystical elements bring in a kind of um, unpredictability. Perhaps this is really what we're talking about when we think about the quantum world. But let's not feel that everything we express within the spiritual community needs to be reduced to some lowest common denominator which may not actually even be necessary or apply. Many claim to see things. Many have seen things. I know that I, in the past, have had... um, some visionary elements in my life. Um, I know that um, other people have had this, and throughout history, the visionary is actually a natural, though area of life that deserves our respect and caution as well, as anyone in um, who has ever gone on a vision quest or has um, more deeply understood what's involved, will tell you. When someone sees something or dreams something, it's approachable to anyone who dreams. 
these things are subject to our own reality and our interpretation of reality. And so maybe in the past, for example, someone might have seen something in the modern world and they can only describe it in the terms and within the belief system that they know. Key to all of this is not to be in fear. Fear skews such things. That doesn't mean that everything that can be seen is benign, but fear is what can really skew our interpretations. So in whatever we do, when we're interpreting a dream, if we have had some kind of a visionary experience, love is key. And anyone who's touched upon that mystical realm often will report just an astounding presence of pure, unconditional love. This verse talks about all the mysteries, all knowledge. You see, independent of love can lead us astray. Our knowledge has led us to develop some very advanced weaponry, for example. And we have done all kinds of things to the beauty of the earth. And it could be much worse. We think that somehow it is worth it, but nothing is worth utter destruction of the planet. And to even suggest that that's the case is pure insanity. It is not knowledge, and it certainly has nothing to do with love. Verse 3, if I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. So this verse is really about doing things for show. If you're not really in the heart space with what you're doing and you're just trying to pretend that, I mean, there are a lot of people who pretend and Everybody has a walk with their own authenticity. That's not what I'm talking about here. But clearly love, pure love coming from the heart needs to be the basis of our service of what we give to the world. Verse 4, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy it does not boast. It is not proud. You know, how often do we lose sight of patience? I think we all do. But love, unconditional love, has the ability to wait for things to come together in a more fully loving way. Perhaps on this earth we're going to be imperfect, and that comes up later in this passage, of course. But can we show the patience that love asks us 
to possess. Love is kind. Where is our compassion? Why do we tend to relish, you know, the next um, bit of meanness towards some divided out group, whatever that might be? And there can be some very, you know, popular ways of doing this. And not one way is based in love. It's in sowing more division, and it's based in, in just leading us astray from where we need to be. It certainly isn't going to lead to any kind of peace. It does not envy. That's a really interesting one, that it does not envy, because we spend a lot of time um, looking at, you know, the somebody else and thinking we don't have enough that's so so common and i'm not saying that we shouldn't have compassion and shouldn't want to be able to be in a space where we can be sported that's not what i'm talking about but we we spend a lot of grief on envy when we are on a soul journey of our own Perhaps at some other time, we had those things that we envy. We are on a life journey where we are being tested at times and we are learning. There is no need to envy, and yet we all do it sometimes. Not one of us is immune, and I'm not saying I am either. It is not proud. It does not boast. said that in reverse. I think that requires no explanation. Verse 5. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. That last statement, incredibly powerful. Because so many times we think that this record of wrongs is being tallied. This is a very in-the-moment thing. Who are you now? You're not going to be perfect. Are you improving? Have you made progress? Are you keeping a record of everything that ever went wrong in the past, everything you regret? We all do that. But love is unconditional. The love we're talking about here, when we say unconditional love, it keeps no record of wrongs, either in this life or any other realm. It can't. That would be devoid of love, and it is not easily angered. It's not self-seeking. It thinks about, you know, you can. Each of us has special gifts to bring into the world. And that's a wonderful thing. But we don't need to be proud. We don't need to be totally consumed by ego. We can celebrate those gifts. Love, this is verse 6, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. I love how in this verse, and this came up in another program for those of you who have listened to my afternoon broadcast, 
that truth is considered the opposite here of evil. Because doesn't that just show how when there is a lack of truth, a lack of transparency, how rapidly darkness can take over? I mean, what really is darkness if not obscuring the light? In fact, I don't think I said that in the last time that I looked at this. Because that's absolutely that the, the truth. When something is diverting from the truth, it is creating darkness, which is obscuring the light. Because the light reveals truth. And the light is love. Verse 7. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes always perseveres. Look at the patience in that statement. Look at what we can truly count on. Look at what we can truly believe in. This unconditional love that will never, ever give up on any of you, on any one of us. It never, ever gives up because it is pure unconditional love. It never gives up hope. There is no ending. This is the verse that makes love infinite. No matter how much darkness is around us, truly, even if the earth were to get totally devastated by some foolish, foolish action, we would persevere because love is eternal and we are a part. We are inseparable from this love, even when it seems that we can't see it clearly, which will be coming up soon. Verse 8. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. This really does talk about when we come into a time, you know, the earth will not last forever. No civilization lasts forever. Humanity, and I'm saying, you know, as a there is an eternal nature on the other side, but here, everything in our lives, they pass away. Everything on the planet will pass away. If we really are nearing the end, then we're nearing the end. But love can never fail. Love will never fail us. How many times are we taught to believe that love will fail us? It can't fail. It's pure, unconditional love. Verse 9, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. Verse 10, but when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. So here's where we really do discuss that we are not in a perfect state. We don't know everything here. If someone claims to know everything, I would be cautious. Um of course we don't know everything. This We are here on this planet 
to learn and grow. And I fully believe what we are learning about is how to love more fully, how to see the light in a more whole way because we've put ourselves in a place where there is more darkness. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. This also has to do with how we are learning and growing. And note the the use of the word childish, which is much different than childlike. Childish tends to be those things that distance us from love, whereas childlike has an innocence to it that brings us closer to love. Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. This verse is talking about what happens, not only at the end of the age, but on the other side. We need not fear being fully known. Look at how it talks about how we are imperfect in this life, and love keeps no record of wrongs. We are learning We can make progress on the earth in our lives. And these verses tell us how. We can't see everything here. We're we're in a place where there's a veil over our eyes. But someday we will see clearly. Verse 13. And now these three remain. Faith hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Think about in these times, which are becoming more difficult for many. And yes, we have things that can feel very frightening in the world. Faith and hope have their place. That's for sure. But love It never gives up. It's what gives us the strength to be faithful, be in service, and to hope, to not give up that we can find a better path. I'm going to end this program very close to the half hour because I know some of you are listening live, and so I am going to end which is somewhat unusual for those of you who listen to the show normally. Normally, I can go on even up to an hour. But tonight, I'm going to make this a simple episode, very similar to where it began. I thank you for being here for this 12th anniversary. I welcome you to the broadcast at its regular time, which I will continue to be Saturdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. I will not have a show this Saturday because we're having one tonight, but the shows in the new season, this show officially begins the new season 
they will resume on November 5th. And there may be occasional breaks. So anyway, thank you very much for being here. If you're a Blog Talk Radio um, member, which is free, I, I believe you can still follow the show or find the Facebook page. Um, I also have a Twitter page. Um, again, FrontierBeyondFear.com will help you. I hope to see you again. Take care, everyone.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.